You're tuned into tomorrow. Right here on the Advanced Media Network. When you're a new podcaster, you may need a little help setting everything up. Like us at Into Tomorrow, you may want a company who's there when you need them, who actually picks up the phone when you call. Well, that's Blueberry Podcasting. Call 1-877-729-8642 or go to Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com. Welcome Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. It is the end of our 26th year on the air. We launch our 27th year in a couple of weeks. We hope you continue to stay tuned. And this is Into Tomorrow for the weekend of Friday, December 17th, 2021. This is our two. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. You sure? Sometimes. All right. Make sure you remember to back up your important data on a regular basis and frequently check your spam filters. Make sure mom or dad or grandparents or long-lost friends or high school reunion buddies, whatever the case, aren't stuck all this time in your spam filter because we hear from more and more people on a regular basis that say, oh, they've heard from our prize closet, so anything at graveline.com you want to look for. But also, like I said, family and friends, and, and look at that. There they sit, and I wonder why I've never heard from them. Well, because you've got to take them out of spam and mark them as not spam, so that won't be an issue. Yes. Yeah. Meantime, some tech news and commentary, and then we'll get back to more of your calls. Karen in Washington standing by, among others. The latest iPhone update, 15.2, could help your family uh, access your device when you uh, shuffle off this mortal coil. What? <laughs> hold on, hold on. When you shuffle off this mortal coil? Yeah. Where the heck did you get that from? Have you never heard Shakespeare? It, when you die, when you kick the bucket. I, I was trying I, to be I sort of get I was that, trying to be elegant about it. Shakespeare but, said when you shove off this mortal not coil, shove off, shuffle off this mortal sh- coil. Okay. I didn't know Shakespeare knew what a coil was then, but I guess he wasn't talking about transistors and stuff. Yeah, I don't think a coil meant the same thing back then. (laughs) Okay. Um, But a new feature Okay, so when you're dead... (laughs) When you're dead... This new feature, uh, if you're an iPhone-y... Yes. ...is a way for you to allow your family to access your phone should you want them to. Right. Similar to the... Of course, it doesn't matter if you're dead, but anyway. Similar to the feature that Facebook has, you know, where you can set somebody to then be able to manage your your page after you... And your sister... Because she's the oldest, is my what do they call it? The legend, or legacy not? contact, legacy or something. Yeah. <laughs> legend. Yeah, I'm the legend, right? She's the legacy contact. So should something happen, I guess somehow or other, she can get into my Facebook to yeah. tell everybody. Well, the new iPhone feature called Digital Legacy allows you to choose who can access your account after death. So here's how it works: you go to settings, you click on your name at the top, then password and security, and choose Legacy Contact. But now you have to have the new update fifteen fifteen point two fifteen point two. Yes. All right. Um, now you can pick uh, up to five family members or friends. You'll be given an access code, which you should provide to those people, and it should be printed out and stored with other important documents, because when that time comes. They will basically provide that access code along with a copy of your death certificate to then get access to your device. Well, so somebody actually has to see this then. It's not an artificial intelligence thing that, right. that right. says, oh, look, it's a death certificate for Chris Graveline. Uh, allow access. Right. 
but then you, so you can get into the phone without yeah, knowing so the, your password. We yeah. don't have to. We don't have to show your face at the funeral home to unlock your phone or anything. Yeah, well, you know, it may not work <laughs> if the eyes are closed anyway. So, oh, all right. Well, because yeah, until you know, until now, obviously, it's been very difficult for family members to access locked devices after somebody's dead, and some have even had to turn to court orders to be able to get emails, phone numbers, and passwords. Now, I was going to say because some people listening are saying, "Why would you need access to their phone?" Well, hello, family photos contacts you mentioned earlier if something ever happened to you you have a couple of your closest friends that we all don't associate with but they'd wonder why are you ghosting them yeah why, why, no, no pun intended apparently chris just you know fell off the face of the earth well in a way yeah yeah well six feet <laughs> fell or whatever yeah but so that's i guess a reason why then someone can access your contacts and say uh, you know are you the the kim that Chris referred to frequently, or Christy, or whomever, or whatever, because unfortunately we have some bad news or yeah. something. But like you said, more importantly, family photos. I mean, yeah. I, you know, everybody uses their phone to take their pictures. Nobody's got cameras anymore. So, you know, if you want access to, you know, I've got like 4,000 photos or something on my computer, mostly of, of Cam. Of course. You know, and those are things that the family would love, you know. Yeah. No, I can't argue and, there. And because I'm selfish and I don't share my photos with the family, then that's the only way to get them. And yep. you post so little. Well, that's because I'm antisocial. Yeah, that's true. That's why. And you've, you would think you would like the antisocial yeah. media networks, but new. No. Well, don't worry. You know, I don't have the new update yet, but I will get the update, and I will, I will, you know, let you be one of my five. Can I be one you'll, of your you'll be one of my five one of your legacies? <laughs> yes. So you you don't think you're going to outlive me? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Not the rate I'm going. Uh, whoa. <laughs> well, wait a minute, though. Fortunately, even though you had the Rona last year as well, and it hit you hard, you were never hospitalized, thank God. No. Um, you weren't uh, in the ER for 17 hours because your heart rate went nuts for some unknown reason. And I was just with a couple of friends wrapping Christmas gifts, and all of a sudden, my heart felt like it was wanting to pound out of my chest, and it wouldn't stop. Because you were and, thinking about how much money you spent on all the presents you were wrapping. Now, that's true. And I mentioned that to the doctor, and he goes, mm, could be. Oh, great. Thanks. Well, what else? Well, we're going to do a CT scan of the brain. We're going to check the heart. We're going to do this. We're going to do enzymes. Gonna... Great. Okay, so now what, it, what happened? How did it happen? We don't know. I did learn, air quotes, why they continue to call it practicing medicine. Yeah. <laughs> because they don't down yet, know. <laughs> but they gave me some meds to take home that are keeping my heart rate down, but hopefully not too low we both wear samsung galaxy smart watches even though you're an iphoney i gave you a samsung watch a while back well a recent patent filing shows that samsung is developing a rollable smart watch with a display that expands from circular to ovular or would that be ovular probably ovular probably ovular well see my eyes are also affected so right. I'm, I'm having some difficulty and this new device will have a camera with a flash Ooh. as part of your smartwatch. So stay tuned. We'll keep you informed about that and see if we can snag one when they finally, if they finally come out. Despite GPU or graphics processing unit shipments increasing by more than 25% year on year, people are so desperate for the hardware that they're apparently cracking open computers at electronic stores to get at them. Mm-hmm. Now, to combat this, some retailers have gone to the length of zip-tying display computers together, these CPUs, 
to keep thieves from opening the cases and taking the graphics cards out of them. Well, that's sad. <laughs> Wait, is this only in San Francisco where they're just running into stores and ripping everything off and, and L.A.? I've and... seen pictures. Um, I don't remember where it was at, but it was at a Costco somewhere where all the CPUs had these big zip ties all the way around them holding them together. That is sad. My gosh, scumbags. Yeah. Um, <gasps> uh, the shortage of GPUs is driving some people to extreme lengths. In November of this year, a shipment of EVGA GeForce RTX 30 series graphics cards were stolen from a truck. While at the end of 2020, $336,500 worth of NVIDIA GPUs were stolen in China. Over the last 12 months, GPU prices have skyrocketed, with some high-end units, like the NVIDIA RTX 3060, being scalped online for more than 210% of their launch price. Oh, my gosh. You know, we have friends that work security down here in South Florida, and uh, they tell us frequently of one of the big jobs they have are their armed guards escorting, in this case, Samsung trucks from Miami Airport to their warehouse just west of the airport. And they say because it's not only a bunch of smartphones, but also chips and various things. Now you, you know why. Yeah. Because people are trying to get at them. Bad actors, as they would say. Wow. Did you ever use Instagram's Threads Messenger service? I know you quit no. IG a while back. Well, it's been Instagram's standalone messaging app called Threads. It's shutting down. I never oh, even knew it existed, so I'm not going to miss it. The app will no longer be supported by the end of this month, meaning this year as well, of course, that according to the company. Threads was a similar idea to Facebook Messenger. It allowed users to send and receive Instagram DMs or direct messages in a dedicated messaging interface outside of the main app. It had a collection of quirky features, I'm told, including such things as automatic statuses, that the app could set for you based on what your phone was doing. That sounded like an invasion of privacy to me. Most people never even knew it existed, like us. So I guess we won't miss it anyway. Yeah, well, and I heard talk, you know, months ago of uh, Facebook trying to combine, you know, and taking the Messenger app, which used to be Facebook Messenger, and they just renamed it Messenger, right. and using that same platform for both Instagram and Facebook for messaging. Yeah, and I think Instagram is not only the bastard child of Facebook ever since they bought it, but they don't seem to do anything to make Instagram more interesting for anybody because they want everybody over on Facebook. Yeah, well, and, uh, and, and no, it's not called Meta. The, the anti-social platform is still Facebook, uh, owned by Meta as the parent company now, just to get that confusion out of the way for a lot of folks. Um, but they're, they're, you know, even Reels now on Facebook is basically what Instagram uh, stories has been. Yeah, and I, uh, and I so saw a story weird. the other day that there's apparently now a new feature on, on Reels or the Instagram, whatever the video part of Instagram is, it, <laughs> with uh, visual uh, comments or something, which everybody's saying, that is an exact ripoff of TikTok. Oh, yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> saying, well, yet another ripoff, because apparently yeah. you know, a lot of the stuff that Instagram is doing is they're saying a direct. And, and Facebook. <laughs> but here's the funny part. You can take your TikTok and share it on Instagram and share it on Facebook and and vice versa. So it's like they're competitors. Instagram and Facebook aren't. Of course, they're their own thing. But they're both competitors with TikTok, if anybody cares. Well, it's like when, when every time Facebook goes down, they have to go to Twitter to announce it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so they, they need each other. They'll be like, you know, uh, Comcast putting out messages on, like, charters saying, you know, we're sorry that our Comcast service is down, yeah. but we're just letting you know. Yeah, it's not <laughs> like you can switch over to another cable company, though. Yeah. 
because they got you by the calls. This is true. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Chris, you were trying to get me to get one of those new Tesla vehicles for kids ages 8 and up. Uh, since Cam is 9 years old, you thought, well, very, very appropriate if I'm looking for something good for Christmas. Yeah. Well, it's the electric Cyberquad all-terrain vehicle, which can travel up to 10 miles an hour and go up to 15 miles. The four-wheeler can be ordered on Tesla's website, but for now, the Cyberquad is only available for customers in the U.S., and as you might imagine from Tesla, it's expensive, $1,900. Yeah. So I got Cam a lot of stuff, but I did not get him a Cyberquad. I'm so sorry. You probably could have traded in all the stuff you got and then got him a Cyberquad. He probably would have been just as happy. Probably could have gotten him two cyber, but, but cyber need, quads for all but, the stuff. But like before that. you do that, we need to make sure and see what the weight limit is on it because you know maybe Dad you know would want to use it a little. Dad, meaning you? Yeah. No, <laughs> there's definitely a weight limit. If it's only for kids, it says kids ages be, eight be and a up. Big kid? No, I'm a big kid. Yeah, right. Karen in Kennewick, Washington, listens online. Welcome into tomorrow, Karen. Hello, everyone. My daughter asked me for a Nintendo Switch. For her Christmas present. However, when I started searching for the different stores to see who has them and what kind of prices we're talking about, most places were out of stock. I understand that there's quite a bit of demand and that's compounding the current supply chain issues. What are your thoughts? Have I missed my window to get her a switch for Christmas? Would I be better off shelving her request until sometime in the new year after the demand and supply chain issues have been ironed out. Well, Karen, I like that uh, shelving her request over there next to the elf on the shelf. It could be. Uh, But it doesn't look like you're too late. In fact, as of the recording of this broadcast, the Switch is available for purchase at Walmart and on Amazon, at the very least, because we just looked before the, we came into the studio, keep a close eye on shipping times. Some will arrive after Christmas, and that will become more common, of course, as the days go by and as we get much closer. Yeah, there aren't many still out there, uh, but you may still get lucky if you try. It might take a good deal of trying, but it's not impossible. Uh, just hard. Uh, no one short of Nintendo and retailers knows what to expect, but they're bound to become harder to find as we get closer to Christmas. So planning for a backup gift might not be a bad idea. Uh, in terms of prices, you're looking at uh, 300 to $400, roughly, depending on the model and who you buy it from. Now, here's a tip for you, Karen, and anyone else that's looking for any gift, but especially tech stuff, because that's what we talk about. If you don't think it'll arrive by Christmas, but at least you got it ordered, then print out a picture of whatever the item is and put that in a box. And then wrap that box. And then put that in a bigger box. And then wrap that box. And then put that in an even bigger box. And wrap that box. Yeah, that's a Dave thing. Bringing back the anxiety of my childhood. I know. But you loved it in the long run, I'm sure. Uh, Wrapping and unwrapping. And unwrapping. I got a box. Oh, I I got another box. I I I had a Christmas present one time when I was a kid. I thought it was a new refrigerator. It was was a watch. Yeah. (laughs) But it was fun unwrapping it, wasn't it? No. Like 20 boxes later. But, Karen, the, the point is you want want to put a picture of it and say it's coming it's already paid for it's on its way just didn't get here in time so sorry now depending on how old the kids are it might have to be a message from santa uh, but still you can wrap a picture up and it might still give some interesting impact <gasps> really you got me this oh thank you i love you so much and and you'll still get the almost similar joy 
all the way into tomorrow. Thousands of people contact InventHelp monthly about their invention or new product. Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Call InventHelp now. Best of all, the call and information are free. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential, explaining every step of the invention process. We create professional materials and submit them to companies who are looking for new ideas in your category. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review new ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We offer 3D modeling and animation, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to present client ideas to additional companies. Join people just like you who made the call to invent help. You have nothing to lose. Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663. Hey, it's Cam. This holiday season, don't forget what it's really about. Peace on Earth, quality time of family, and Christmas cookies. Eh, who am I kidding? It's all about the toys. Oh, and of course, baby Jesus. So, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from all of us at Into Tomorrow. Now, back to the guys. Well, thank you, Cam. That's nice of him to realize what the holiday season's all about. Yes. Yeah, I'm proud of him for that. And that was his own verbiage, too. We didn't tell him what to say. We thought... Do a little message like a lot of our listeners are doing when we come out of commercial breaks. They go, okay, I got this. Yeah. you know. And then he's waiting for his cue from the control room. It's like, wow, he really is taking over. Uh-huh. <laughs> but that's Cameron, you know, the, the infamous Cameron from the, the very famous... Call in, win stuff. Thank you. That one was obviously much earlier. Yeah, but much we, long we, ago. Keep, much, we keep much. playing it because people say they love that. And yeah. it prompts folks to call in. And I've tried and to win stuff. I've tried to get him to update that, but we can't get it to sound like it does there. I know. Yeah. And he gets upset when we play stuff that's really old from him when he was like four, because mm-hmm. he's nine now, and we're embarrassing him. Oh, well. During labor, doctors must monitor the vital signs, speaking of kids, of both mother and child using monitors that can be awkward and uncomfortable. But there's a better way. With this week's Into Tomorrow Health Tech Minute, brought to you by Dexcom, here's Alfred Poor. Thanks, Dave. When an expectant mother goes into labor, it's important to monitor the vital signs of both mother and child to watch out for signs of physical distress. Traditional field monitors rely on sensors that are strapped to the woman's belly, which can be uncomfortable during labor. The sensors are also connected to a monitoring device using wires, which can further restrict the mother's movements. A new fetal monitoring system from Philips uses adhesive patches to place sensors on the mother's abdomen, and then relies on wireless communications to send vital sign data to the base station monitor. The result is a sensor system that is more comfortable and convenient. It measures both ECG and EMG data for both mother and child, as well as contractions. The system can even be used for remote monitoring prior to labor, if needed. For Into Tomorrow, I'm Alfred Poor. 
Back to you, Dave. Alfred is always coming up with very cool health tech things that help a lot of folks. So we thank you, Alfred. The Into Tomorrow Health Tech Minute is brought to you by Dexcom. Know before you go, high or low, with customizable alerts and alarms. Visit dexcom.com. And while you're at it, be sure to sign up for Alfred's Health Tech Insider. It's a free weekly newsletter at healthtechinsider.com. Dot com. We hope that by now you subscribe to our free once-a-week tech newsletter. Just make sure it's not ending up in your spam filter so that you do get it. Every Thursday night Eastern time it goes out. We don't share your email address with anyone, and we don't spam you or anyone. But each week you have some tech news. I know. Go figure. You have a little listing of who's on the show this week. We've got uh, other stuff for you, like prizes uh, oh, have. the list of the current prizes. We even highlight some upcoming calls so you know what we're going to address in some of the cases. We and have links to the tech tip and the This Week yeah. in Tech History videos. That's right. And things this week, like our friends at PC Mag explored a far-reaching real-world exploit of thousands of existing web servers with damaging implications among other cool stories and things that you want to know about in this week's tech newsletter. How do you get it? You stop by intotomorrow.com, and when that box pops up asking for your email address, you put your email address in there, you'll get a confirmation email, click that link, and you're in. There you go. Once again, that's intotomorrow.com. This Into Tomorrow podcast is hosted by our partner, Blueberry Podcasting. We couldn't be happier with their service. Get 30 days of podcast hosting free by simply visiting their website at Blueberry.com. It's like a blueberry without the E's. So B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com. Dave, hello from Block Island, Rhode Island. We're 12 miles out in the Atlantic Ocean off the rugged New England coast. Still, every time we hear your show, I feel as though we have been swept into tomorrow. You never know that Holland has been a radio guy all of his life. I wonder what gave it away. I don't know, but <laughs> today is also his birthday. Oh, well, happy birthday, Hop. I think he's like 90-something. I don't know. It feels like it, probably. But anyway, H.C. is how he's known uh, to those of us close friends of Holland. But there you go. Holland Cook, happy birthday, and thanks for the holiday greeting. I guess it was a holiday greeting. He's swept into tomorrow. Yeah. On a regular basis. Anyway, welcome back to the program. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. Are you sure? Yeah. Oh, all right, because I just want to make sure that you know who you are, because it's important to do just that. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you by StreamGuys.com, providing the 24-7 stream of Into Tomorrow at our website at IntoTomorrow.com. Yeah, okay, good. You know, General Motors plans to consolidate its semiconductor orders to three types through a partnership with seven suppliers, including Qualcomm. The GM president said that they see the semiconductor requirements more than doubling over the next several years as the vehicles they produce become more of a technology platform. And in my newest car that was the first one in the southeast U.S. that they could finally release, 
and the public relations folks from American Honda, the owners of Acura, were helping me keep an eye on its build progress and everything else. The delays, of course, were chips. And not just a chip, but new cars have many chips, hundreds of chips. Well, we talked on the show, well, you talked on the show a couple weeks ago to uh, the CEO of Carly. Yeah. We talking about their device, and they're saying that, that cars have between 10 and 60 computers on board. Yes. And each computer has about 140 or up to 140,000 sensors. I, isn't that amazing? <laughs> Mind-blowing. I mean, compared to my previous car, this new car has tech that, some of which I had never even heard of till I got this car and, and love it all, but especially the safety kinds of things. You know, the automatic braking and the, the sonar and the radar and the sensors that, you know, to help with, with parking and any number of things that are all very helpful. And that's just barely scratching the surface. Imagine all the sensors that have to monitor your motor and your braking system and your air pressure on your tires, all sorts of things. So no wonder GM and Ford and all the other car manufacturers are freaking out about chip shortages because all their cars, even without a whole bunch of features, all have chips. Yeah, yeah and it's you know I'm glad that I can remember a day though when before cars were these high tech devices that uh. were and they were just cars. I mean I think my first car didn't even have power steering. <laughs> that was probably one of my favorite inventions. <laughs> my first my first car didn't even have a motor. I know. Well, it was a horse, so it was one horsepower. No, it wasn't. Uh, yeah, yeah. But it was the Flintstone mobile. You yeah, that's feet, yeah, that, powdered. Yeah, that's, that's where my feet hurt to this day. Yeah. Yeah. Was that your feet moving? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't it sound like sure. Fred Flintstone yeah. feet moving? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I'm not so good at my own sound effects, but. I try. Yeah. Speaking of cars, Rolls-Royce, the company best known for its fancy cars and airplane engines, also has an electric airplane. Recently, it took the aircraft called the Spirit of Innovation for a spin, breaking a couple of world records in the process and by a large margin. According to Rolls-Royce, Spirit of Innovation has set several world records in a November 16th flight. First, it achieved a top speed of 345.4 miles per hour over the distance of three kilometers, which is nearly triple as fast as the previous record. Wow. It also achieved a speed of 330 miles per hour over 15 kilometers, another world first, and broke the fastest time to climb to 3,000 meters by 60 seconds with a time of 202 seconds. Of course, Rolls-Royce is claiming all that. Um, now, you're still not getting me in an electric plane, though. Why not? I, I don't want to be up there when the battery dies. <laughs> <laughs> what if it's got a solar panel to charge it again? I don't know. It's above the clouds, it gets me, the sun. I don't want to be in an electric airplane. Okay. I wonder <laughs> if they have the same big problem that electric vehicles have, and that is you can't hear them coming. Probably. They're so quiet. Yeah. So can you not hear the airplane? Probably not. Interesting. Speaking of electric vehicles, electric vehicle manufacturers are trying to develop a common language for cars that doesn't include horns. <laughs> As if horns were a common language. Well, could you imagine how quiet New York would be? No, impossible. <laughs> I don't think people would survive. Instead, cars would use different sounds, lights, and patterns to communicate with other road users, including pedestrians. I say we just use hand signals. I do that a lot anyway. Yeah, but that's a particular <laughs> finger, and that's not the entire hand. So do you think that's a good idea? I want to know from our audience. Call and let us know your thoughts about using sounds, lights, and patterns to communicate with other road users, not horns, and pedestrians. So do you just say, watch out, I'm coming, you know, or something? Because electric vehicles, they're very quiet, typically. 
I don't know, but I am curious about what our audience thinks. So 800-899-INTO or use our free app or visit us at intotomorrow.com. Click on the Ask Dave mic button because you don't have to just use it to ask Dave. You could tell Dave as well. Mm -hmm. We couldn't have just said tell Dave because then what if people have questions? And I don't know. I'm confused. Um, But. I think that's interesting. I'm, you know, curious to with the Ask Dave button. By the way, you can do it on any device with a browser and a microphone. So your phone, your tablet, your computer, your what else? What else would have a uh, a browser? Your PDA. PDA. Personal display of affection. Personal digital assistant. <laughs> okay. You know, your Palm Pilot. Gotcha. So yeah, your laptop, your tablet, your phone. Your computer, desktop computer, whatever, anything with a browser and a microphone, you can participate that way. Yeah. You know, speaking of tablet, I you know I saw a funny meme the other day. It made a lot of sense. You know, uh, Moses was the first person to download uh, something from the cloud to a tablet. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, but weren't there fifteen commandments and he yeah, dropped, he dropped one? one? Yeah. yeah, I thought yeah. so. Uh, since their creation, 3D printers have been used to produce many useful items. However, it's unlikely the creators of the technology could have imagined uh, that it would be used to print some of the things that they are putting out these days. Uh, Redefine Meat, a meat alternative startup out of Israel, oh, makes steaks using a highly technical process, a mix of soy, pea protein, beetroot, chickpeas, nutritional yeast, and coconut fat is formed into steak-like shapes using a 3D printer. According to reports, the finished product looks, smells, and even tastes similar to flank steak. I'll just take their word for it. Uh, for now, the company is only selling the 3D printed steaks at restaurants in Europe and Israel at prices between $25 and $40. Interesting. Well, you're such a picky eater anyway. We'll go out to some fancy place known for its seafood, and Chris wants to know if they got a burger. Or something like that. And I like a good fish, but that's... Yeah, that's, that's, that's yeah but you're always afraid to try new things. So you're saying you wouldn't even try a fake steak? If I want a steak, I'm going to get a steak. Okay. Well, you know, and, I, and me too, you know, mind and, you. I'm, and, not, and, I'm not arguing the point. I would still want a piece of meat. And I've got nothing against vegetarians or vegans. My whole thing is, you know, you sure spend... You know, people that don't eat meat sure spend a lot of time and effort making things that look and taste like meat. Just eat meat. Eat a steak. Whoa. You'll be saving the environment. The cows, the methane from the cows, you know, putting holes in the ozone. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But so, I'm, my concern, though, is you're always afraid to try something different. Because I know what I like. I'm stubborn. You are stubborn. But I also won't eat at a restaurant with, cl- with cloth table table covers. Table covers? Yes. Table cloth, cloth. And cloth napkins. Yeah, because you think it's too, it's fancy, too fancy, too expensive. Well, see... Every time I've gone to China, which used to be, not anymore, but used to be sometimes two or three times a year, and having to try all kinds of different foods, or, or you were with me once in Taiwan, we ate different things, but you were so picky then. But wait a minute, this is the same China that you went to, and, and the organizers of the show that brought you there wanted to take you to this amazing steak restaurant in China, and they brought you to an outback. Yeah, true. <laughs> That that was very funny. I mean, they were so excited about it. It wasn't fake either. You know, we're going to bring you to the best steakhouse. It wasn't Beijing. I forgot where I was in Qingdao or I don't know one of the one of the Chinese cities. And and we pull up in this van with me and probably two or three other U.S. journalists, and we park at a, an outback, and we're all laughing like, oh, okay. <laughs> look what they did. That's funny. Now, maybe it's around the corner or out back in the back or something. No, that was 
the steakhouse. They thought we would all enjoy going to this incredibly fancy steakhouse in their city. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy, it was pretty bizarre. Yeah. I tell you what. Join us at intotomorrow.com. Be sure to check out all the videos of recent interviews, especially the one we did in the first hour about the new Oculus headset. Check out the VR headset, the Quest 2, and watch Chris's This Week in Tech History videos. He posts them every week, and you get to see the stuff as he brings you back in tech history, all at intotomorrow.com. Attention Medicare beneficiaries. Are you getting all the benefits you need? If you have Medicare, you may now be able to get new benefits. Benefits may include eyeglasses, wellness visits, gym membership, meal delivery, and hearing aids with low copay. To find out which benefits you qualify for and to find out if you're getting the benefits that you deserve, you need to call Best Medicare. Our licensed insurance agents can look up your current benefits and tell you what additional benefits are available to you. It's easy. Just one call. Tell us the deductibles you prefer, the doctors you want to see, and if you want prescription drug coverage. The service is free and you have no obligation. You may even find plans with zero monthly plan premiums, zero co-pays on many services, and zero deductibles. You deserve every medical care coverage benefit out there and we'll help you get them. Call 800-901-5093. That's 800-901-5093. 800-901-5093. And let Best MedCare do the work for you. This is Dogface Derek from Pembroke Pines, Florida, wishing my guru, Dave Graveline, and all the Into Tomorrow Maniacs happy holidays. Now back to you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Derek. <laughs> guru. Well, I'm the guru, right? The guru. He's dog-faced He's Derek. dog-faced Derek yes. from Pembroke Pines, Florida. Just up the road a piece, as a matter yeah. of fact. So <laughs> that's interesting. Well, hey, it's a holiday greeting, nonetheless. There you go. And we want to hear from all of our audience with holiday greetings, and we'll play them on the air. So you don't have to be a dog face, and I don't have to be your guru, but... We'd love to hear from you, nonetheless. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by HughesNet, high-speed satellite internet available wherever you live or work. Text RADIO to 35000 for more info. Again, text the word RADIO to 35000. And while we much prefer phone calls or the messages from our app or the audio recordings at our website and hit the Ask Dave microphone button that you can see right there, Uh, We do read an occasional email that comes in, because maybe you're shy, but you don't need to be. It's us. We're family. So we got an email from Walter, who said he's from everywhere USA. So that confused us anyway. Okay, somewhere. And he does tell us how he listens. He says, quote, on the radio, close quote. Okay. So we don't know what station or where exactly or how exactly, 
but we're glad he sends an email and we'll try to address it. All right. Walter says, great show, guys. I listen to you every Sunday at work. My parents live uh, very rural, as in cellular is almost useless. About a year ago, I purchased an amplifier, just barely did the job with the help of an old 12-foot aluminum satellite dish pointed at the only tower in the area, which was about eight miles on the other side of the mountain. Wow. I wonder if he means 12-inch aluminum satellite yeah, dish. Probably yeah, probably does, because <laughs> yeah. a 12-foot aluminum, yeah, that'd be a bit much. Yeah. Um, they don't want satellite, so what would you suggest for a stronger cellular signal? Also, what are your thoughts on Brave Browser? Oh, wow. Well, Walter, you can't really repeat or boost what isn't there, so you probably only have two options. First, you could try a booster with a bigger, better antenna, or even change the placement of your current one to a location with some better cell reception. Now, if there isn't a place with better reception or a better antenna doesn't help, then you're probably looking at plugging in your own tower. Now, that can happen in two ways, but they will require Internet service. Now, your parents can just set their phone to Wi-Fi calling, which most carriers support, and their incoming and outgoing calls will automatically be routed through their Internet connection for free. Now, this is less common nowadays because of the cheaper and easier Wi-Fi solution, but you might still be able to get them a, a Pico cell device that they can plug into their router and then to power. A device like that will act as a mini cell phone tower and give their phone regular cell phone service. Yeah, and in some cases, I think it's rare these days more and more, but some cases your cellular provider might even provide one for you. Uh, they can all provide one, but, I mean, might provide it at no cost, so try that. Yeah. But that option is harder to find these days, and it needs to come, as I mentioned, from your service provider. But it may be worth giving your carrier a call at least, or their carrier, to see if it can be done and if they think it will help. Yeah. Now, for your other question, uh, the Brave browser is getting more popular, but it's been a little scammy so far. The engine behind it is Chromium, so it should perform the same as Chrome and Edge, but they've been caught changing URLs to include their referral codes oh. so that they can make money from users' purchases. Oh, that's cheating. Yeah. Uh, they've also done some shady things with cryptocurrency. Um, if you want to use it, it should be relatively safe, but their promises about privacy disappear when they stand to make money. And without the privacy angle, they're just another regular Chromium browser. Yeah. You know, so, Walter, forget it. I wouldn't use them. Under those circumstances, that's just not right. I would yeah. just stick to to Chrome. Edge is supposed to be okay, but it, it, it bothers me. I don't use Edge. Yeah. So I use Firefox and Chrome mostly. Yeah, and there's a reason that Chrome is the most popular browser by far with like an 80-something percent market share. Yeah. And, and you'd be, you're better off sticking with one of those. If for some reason you like it, then try Brave. Yeah. Be brave if you want. Neil in Atlanta, Georgia, listens to AM 920, The Answer. Hello, Neil. Welcome into tomorrow. want to know what's better. I own a uh, Samsung Android, and my wife owns an Apple iPhone. iPhone. No. And she keeps claiming the iPhone is better, no. but I tend to like the uh, Samsung yep. nope. Galaxy Note. Uh -huh. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you never know that Chris is an iPhone-y and I'm a droid. But honestly, Neil, neither one is better. Yes, I said that. Both do the same thing in a way that's about 99.9% .9 the same. Their products are interchangeable, and it's down to personal preference. Yeah, no, Apple is better if you want to be tracked less. The, while, while still being tracked. <laughs> yeah. Um, or if you have other Apple devices. Uh, Samsung is better if you want to better integrate into Google's ecosystem, but that's about it. Uh, neither one of these companies deserves your blind loyalty any more than the brands that package the lettuce at your grocery store do. Uh, so fight over something more important instead, like pizza toppings or what music to play in the car. Oh, yeah. Like, I like uh, pineapple yeah. on my pizza. 
And you like Dad, pineapple and you I like love pizza. pizza. And I love pineapple. The, the, the two don't go together. Yes, they do. No, they do it not. provides a really unique taste. The best way to eat a pineapple pizza is to toss it in the garbage. Yeah. Oh, that's a waste. <laughs> that's a waste of good food. I like Hawaiian pizza. Which wasn't even Hawaiian. It was, I think, invented in Canada. Yeah, because it's Canadian bacon <laughs> and pineapple. Yes. Which you don't normally think pineapple I, with Canada. Well, I, I heard that the brand of the canned pineapple that was used on the first Hawaiian pizza was Hawaiian, which is how it got its name. Oh. I don't really care. I just like it. Plus, if it was true Hawaiian, it would be pineapple and spam. Yeah, true. Which so, well, that might be good. Uh, yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> So, Neil, yeah, don't fight with your wife about that, although Android is better. So, uh, hey, my name's on the logo. Android is better, and I can close your I, mic. I head up the edit team. D- yeah, okay. <laughs> so, Neil, let us know if you guys end up getting a divorce over it or not. Hopefully not. Intotomorrow.com. Let's meet there. Attention. Do you owe back taxes, fines, and penalties to the IRS? The IRS now offers new relief options for taxpayers affected by COVID-19, but you can't go it alone. Call Tax Solutions now. Our team of former IRS agents and tax professionals can get you the best deal. We know the COVID-19 rules. Call us and never speak to the IRS again. I couldn't sleep. We were being audited. I called Tax Solutions now and a great big weight was lifted off my shoulders. I called Tax Solutions now and they got the IRS off my back. Tax Solutions now had my wage garnishment lifted in 48 hours. The virus has caused the IRS to take extensive action to help taxpayers. So if you owe $10,000 or more, this is the best time in years to settle your tax debt. I qualified for the Fresh Start program. I paid less than I owed. Remember, the IRS will not give up until you pay. Call 800-683-9499. 800 683 9499 Hi, this is Bob Mayer in Miami. I listen to Enter Tomorrow because it's fun. And it keeps me up to date. Whatever you celebrate, I hope you have a wonderful holiday and a great new year. Now, the man. Dave, back to you. Well, thank you, Bob. Appreciate that. Bob Mayer, longtime reporter and anchorman of a legend in South Florida radio and television. Nice to hear from him, too. And thank you, Bob, for a nice holiday greeting for all of our Into Tomorrow family. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by Blueberry Podcasting. If you want to become a podcaster, you'll soon discover the options can be a bit overwhelming. Blueberry makes it easy. Visit blubrry.com. Tiffany in Chandler, Texas, listens on KTBB. Hello, Tiffany. Welcome Into Tomorrow. Why is it that my Galaxy S7, my camera on there it's not really taking the best pictures and i can't figure out how to get it to take better pictures like it used to well tiffany we can't really say without knowing what's wrong with the pictures you've been taking recently it could be anything from the physical lens itself to perhaps a software update or even a change in the specific app you're using Without knowing what's wrong, we'd suggest trying perhaps other camera apps. There are plenty out there, and many offer much more in-depth settings and more filters than others, especially more options than what your phone may have come with. Yeah, and it's possible that an update has changed either the settings available to you or even just the default settings, and you're seeing a change in quality. For example, Samsung is very aggressive about HDR. 
Some people like it. Other people think it makes the colors and backgrounds look unnatural. If that setting was suddenly turned off, you'd definitely notice a difference. In fact, if you don't want to try other camera apps, at least check that setting in your stock camera app. If HDR was turned off intentionally or even unintentionally, your colors will look more normal and less vivid. Yeah. And in fact, it almost gets to a point we've heard from a lot of our audience over the last couple of years, especially with all these camera features, that there's just too much. Just give me a camera. You know, I'd like to zoom. I'd like a flash. Some people, of course, want to do all the filters, especially with selfies. Oh, please. But experiment a little bit. It couldn't hurt. Intotomorrow.com. Hey, let's meet there.